0: So hi, one of the good Noise podcast with Brave New World. We're going to ask them some questions today. I'm going to start. So what inspired you guys to start the band, and what does the band name mean?
1: What inspired us to start the band? So me and Spivey over here actually were in a metal band back in, I'd say, 2013 or so. Um, We kind of decided we were done playing breakdowns. We are done with the metal metal sound, I guess. And we decided to start experimenting a little bit. Um, That's when Chris came along. And we decided to change the band name to Brave New World because it was a bit of like a new venture for us, such as a, a brave new world, as you would say. Um, but that actually didn't last too long with the sound that we were going for. We were going for kind of like a Circus Survive kind of sound at first. And then a um, few member changes later, we decided to really kind of rebrand, revamp the band um, back in, I'd say, 2019, maybe early, but late 2018. Yeah. Um, and then really since then... We start, we came back full force, I'd say probably what March of twenty nineteen. Yeah. and we've just been going since then. Yeah.
0: Okay. So. Very cool. <clears throat>
2: All right. Um so congrats on your news release, Blossom. How do you felt the response to it so far?
3: Um it's it's been really overwhelming, honestly. When when we first went into it, like it was such a such an emotional thing, like trying to wrap your head around how people are going to respond to songs that are so personal and so Mm -hmm. introspective, you know, Um, but having a lot of different people, um, you know, like fans that were previously there and then just strangers like hit me up and say like, Hey, I really related to that song. It really, you know, like made me, um, made me feel better about things that I was personally struggling with was Mm -hmm. really reaffirming. That's cool.
4: That's that's
2: really wholesome. Yeah.
4: It's
3: like, We worked on that
1: record for such a long time. Yeah. We initially recorded this back in March of 2019 uh, when we first went into the studio with this. And then we've been releasing singles ever since then. And kind of like we've always kind of had that in our back pocket. Like we're the only one that really has heard the full EP. Now Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of a vulnerable feeling putting it out there. But the reception has been incredible so far.
2: That's
0: good. I'm very uh, happy to hear I that was home. genuinely blown away by it when I mm-hmm. listened to it. I was like, wow,
2: this is really good. Uh, yeah. So, Thank you. yeah. I really enjoyed it. I will be revisiting it. I really, really enjoyed it.
5: Thank you.
2: It was like, again, like as Shane said, like genuinely blown away because we listen to a lot of music and this one stood out a lot to me at least. So, yeah. Good wow. yeah. really nice thumbs you. up. Yeah, Four thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm <four> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, so
0: is there any any meaning behind the EP name or cover art? Um, yeah,
3: the, the cover art was was a design that we selected after kind of going over the, the theme. So Blossom overall, overall was mostly about really diving into where I was at mentally, like where I was at with music, where I was at in life, and, and just... Kind of wanting to to kind of break out of a sense of stagnation, you know. Like I just kind of felt like I've been plugging at music for pretty much my entire life. I had never really cracked through on something that I really felt satisfied with or that felt accomplished, you know. And I really wanted to do that. And I think I really just kind of started to stop worrying about like striving for an idea of success and to start worrying about why I felt the way I did, you know, and, and why why i felt um just just distressed with where i was at and dissatisfied you know and, and i think blossom was about kind of breaking ground and and reaffirming you know like what you love about life when you reach a point when you feel like there's nothing that you can't love about life. and i think wow. before i kind of was that too like just just the idea of like um like dark uh you know, you know like deep personal emotional weight but at the same time like almost in like a light playful visual sense so like the idea of like sunflowers and like a really a really wholesome you know like just kind of blooming spring kind of vibe but at the same time counterbalanced by by that like deep, you know like negativity
4: mm-hmm. yeah. okay wow that's
2: really that's really really cool i'm sorry blown away again um <laughs> can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for this ep
5: yeah, yeah um I mean, that's an interesting one. That's like, like a, it changes depending on the day. And um, there's some songs in the records where I just like went over to Chris's house and I was like, I have an idea. I'm going to keep playing these riffs until you find something that, and I would just play until you like sang something, you know what mm. I mean? And once I started singing something, I was like, I know I had something there, you know? And then at that point we were, I was filling the shoes of the previous writer, like, that both guitarists had stepped out, so it was me and another guy, and we had were trying to figure out where we belonged in the band. So that was a big struggle there, and I was just like trying shit and trying shit, and nothing was working. And then I kept, just came to Chris one day I was like, "Hey, I have this," and he was like, "I like this. Let's do this." And then, mm-hmm.
3: That was baby teeth
5: actually. No, that was hiding no, it was season. That was hiding season. Baby teeth came about in a similar way, but it was hiding, hiding season.
3: season. Hiding season was him and the guitar sitting at my dining room table and me just going like play it again play it again play it again and it was like the most simple riff literally just like like, play that and he was like just that part and i was like yeah don't do anything else to it like just play that over and over again Mm and we just literally hammered that hook i'd say probably like 45 minutes yeah enough to the
4: point
2: that
3: the roommate came out of the back and was just like are you gonna do something with it you know and and like eventually we found something that stuck and that just kind of became a single that that kind of carried the whole tone of the rest of the album i think hiding season with that song that it just kind of set everything so once we kind of locked into that into that like well if we stop worrying so much about trying to produce something and just trying to focus on like what makes the song appealing mm-hmm. and what makes the piece like gr- you know like what makes you gravitate towards that piece and latching onto that like i think that like you, you think about a chorus right like a chorus is the most memorable part of a song but i've always thought like Why can't you do that with other parts of the structure? So like sometimes I think like a particular drum fill or like a a guitar lick or like a bass line, like all of those things can be just as as captivating. And I think a lot of times we overlook it and just think like, well, if it hasn't got a catchy hook, it's not important. Like what if we make all of those like parts of focus and like catchier pieces? And I think that's kind of became our focus moving forward. Like it became less so about like, what was the chorus good as to like, who came to the table with the catchiest part and how we could all kind of like build something off. We've moved forward using that formula. It's been pretty successful so far with writing. At least on some days, there are some days that <laughs> like work for hours and hours and still end up throwing it out.
4: And yeah, just so like, we're, oh wow,
1: we're, it's it's really weird. I would say we probably have scrapped more songs than we wrote.
4: Yeah, we've, I mean, definitely we've kept, yeah uh,
1: we we are ridiculous at how how precise we are with everything. Even in the studio, like the last day I remember uh, before Sour Honey actually came about, uh, we were fully done. Um, It was just Chris doing his Mm -hmm. vocals. We were done. We had recorded eight songs. We
5: had recorded eight songs musically. We
1: were done. Like, we had spent a week on this. And And then then, we scrapped two of them. And then Chris had come out of the back, and they're like, these aren't working. So we scrapped two of them,
5: and then we wrote another one. And that's, I mean, that's how Sour Honey became a thing. It was just like, you know.
1: But I will say every time we do scrap something and write something new, it always comes out to be a better song. So I'm happy we scrap those songs for Sour Honey any day of the week.
3: See, Cameron says precise, but that's a kind word. Like, I'm just a nitpicky asshole. (laughs) 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 Like, I just, I can't be satisfied trying to There's there's no, I mean, like, I'll own it up. There's no nice way to say it. Like, I like, I just, I want, if there's a small way to improve a piece of music or a piece of, you know, like art that we're working on or content, I want to do that. Either, You're definitely the, the final filter. Yeah. Oh yeah, like it, I'm I'm the I'm the axe man. Like you'll <laughs> you'll come in with a part and like it sucks sometimes because you'll have them come in and they'll have like something they've worked on all day and they're like I can't wait to show you this and everybody's vibing on it and they've all like spent all night recording it and they'll mm-hmm. post it in the band chat they're like what do you think Chris and I wake up and I'm like eh. Eh, the, worst okay. thing, I'm well, it. the worst the <laughs> worst thing though is when he's like yeah, I love this. And then the next day, it's like, ah, this isn't vibing so right. Oh, uh, uh, I um, as well.
0: So you're the hated one of the group, then? I am. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hardest to please, but it's I mean, I think
5: it works for the best, man, because we end up uh, like, it's like someone's got to hold the rest of us accountable for our bullshit.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's never
3: been a rewrite, I don't think, that was worse than. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've never. Yeah, that's we've true. never gone back, so ever. We've never.
2: Oh, really? That's
4: went. good
1: back to the old ideas like we have we still have them we'll never get rid of them but uh it's it's nice to kind of have somebody that's like okay you can do better than this
4: mm-hmm.
0: yeah so you always just trust chris's gut then
3: yeah I mean, for, for some reason <laughs> i'm not like it's, like i'm probably the like the least classically trained musician in the band like, Everybody wants, like understand theory completely and i'm like a, I'm, I'm a musical idiot i have no concept of theory i just kind of like like caught you know, like taught myself how to sing and like caught like, you know, like ways that I wanted to phrase things and that sounded cool and emulated that. But like, I also think that it's, it's a valuable tool to our writing process because I, I try to approach songs from like, is this something that I would listen to and enjoy? You mm-hmm. know, like if I had no, no money invested into it or no like musical artistic investment in it, like, would I like this? Or is this cool because I'm a musician and I like this part? And if the answer is it's cool because i'm a musician then usually we'll throw it out because i think that there's a tendency in musical circles to write music for other musicians because you want to impress your contemporaries and you want to make stuff that resonates and that stands out but uh, like i gotta be honest like most musicians don't run out unless you're friends with that musician and like buy other musicians content you know they measure themselves off of it so instead of that like i figured like let's stop caring so much about what other people are going to measure us in our circles and let's worry more about what people that are listening to our music like would care about it and, and how they resonate with
4: it yeah
0: yeah, yeah. All right. the that's fans fair. are the important ones not the other yeah, bands
2: yeah, exactly yeah. wait so you're saying you have all these extra scrapped songs yeah. are you ever going to release them on like like a b-side of this ep or is it just gonna stay uh, in the closet forever i
5: don't <clears throat> on that is there were there were stuff so, one of the songs that got scrapped is making has already made a combat, yeah. It's completely revamped, I think. I think we better, just we a, think of it
3: as a scrap pile, okay? yeah. Like, a better way okay. okay. from it is, is it's just like the spare part box that mm. we go back yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, there's yeah, there's always a point where we've reached, like, like, inevitably, there's a point where we're like, get. We'll get a verse down or like a chorus down that we're really into and we'll mm-hmm. come to like let's say a, a bridge that isn't really fitting or like something that just needs more emphasis and we'll have a part that we were in love with you know like forever ago we're like well what about that part can we shoehorn that in and then sometimes you'll find like through these weird like frankensteining of parts together that you'll come up with something really innovative and different baby yeah teeth. yeah baby baby teeth, teeth. Baby teeth w- was like had a completely different bridge. Yeah, it was it was totally different, and, and we went into that, and I, I think like trying to sell you guys the initial musical arrangement of Baby Teeth after we cut all the stuff out. Like mm-hmm. we got in, and, and There was and, a lot of a lot yeah, of shit like you guys had laid all out. this, and I was just like, so I want to cut out about seventy five percent.
2: Oh God. We're like, um.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is, like Jonathan, our producer, who normally in this instance would be somebody that's like, this is crazy and you shouldn't do this, is like, I think it's a great idea.
4: <laughs> and, everybody's like, and
3: everybody's like looking at him, like, please tell us that you think this is a bad idea. He's like, no, you should totally do it. Yeah, Jonathan,
4: this is good. Jonathan,
2: really,
4: well, Jonathan is our final. Yeah, Jonathan, yeah, yeah, Jonathan final is our yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Nothing goes past Jonathan. Yeah. And that's going to be heard uh, by anybody else. Yeah, so okay. like, he's our final. Definitely. he's like the sixth member of the band without actually officially being the sixth member of the he's band the sixth member mm-hmm. of I think he's the final member of just about every project that you yeah, yeah that's, that's true so
3: heavily, so heavily involved with every piece of music he's he creative and yeah. like a blessing fun to, to work, work with, with. yeah I love uh, the too. person we're talking
1: yeah we're talking about jonathan delise from concrete studios um from they're based out in new orleans and he is just a mastermind he is a machine at what he does uh-huh, so yeah. shout fantastic out fantastic producer
2: shout out jonathan we love you here all right
0: mm-hmm. jonathan uh so where was your headspace at while you're writing the cp i know you said it was a vulnerable headspace so if you'd Uh, like to talk um, about any of it
3: yeah so i think going into it you know like i reached a point in my life where i was i was probably in my i'd say like early early to mid-20s when i first joined bravery world and i had been in, in other bands before i was in a band at the time um, called the sun also rises. And then before that I was in a band called the offer. Um, and, and they had ended up getting signed before I moved on to the sun also rises. So I'd always just kind of been like moving on to the next project that, that fascinated me and trying to find something that really stuck and, and that I was happy with. Um, and I just kind of reached a point where it all just kind of started to stagnate and, and I just kind of petered out, you know, like I, I had, I parted my way through all of the money that I had been saving up and accumulating to like fund all of this um so I was living in my car uh and I just kind of got hit up by one of my friends and he was like hey um you know like I have this band and if you're interested in it come up and join it and and I I took all of my remaining belongings everything that could fit in the car and drove to Pensacola like in the middle of the night literally I I literally like I I think I it's just because like I woke up in the middle of the night in my car and I was like ah fuck this I'm gonna go ahead and go I was gonna go the next day so I went ahead and drove um all the way to Pensacola and just kind of like slept out
4: and, no, um, he
1: slept in my parking lot at my apartment, and literally, because me, our old guitar player, and Spivey over here all lived together, and we all woke up to probably, like, ten missed phone calls a piece.
2: <laughs> oh, no! What
1: is going on? And then we look
3: outside, and Chris is sleeping in his
2: car. <laughs> oh!
3: So, like, but I, I had moved here, you know, just kind of like, well, I'll just try it and see what happens, you know? And and the first, I'd say, like, the first iteration of the band was really not not it wasn't bad like we we wrote some some definitely some great songs Dude, some yeah like there were some really cool songs out of that but it was just really different and uncomfortable so it was like a, mm-hmm. a growing phase you know there were a lot of growing pains in it so i had i had gone from well i'm kind of fed up with this to like well i'll try something new and like well the new thing isn't really working and, and that's just kind of and we had lost a, a couple of guitar players by that point so we had like had yes. some, you know some definite member changes and it was just like well what do we do with all this time and effort that we put in, like, what, is it worth it to continue this project? Do we walk away from it? I think we officially and broke up. Yeah, yeah, I think that was wow. like, we're just gonna take a break and kind of like reevaluate if we wanna do this. Cause we didn't yeah. have any guitar players anyway. So we were like, well, we're just gonna reform and rewrite. And so I was at this point where I just kind of wanted to look at everything and why it hadn't been working. And I was like, well, let's, let's you know, like really, really evaluate yourself. Let's, let's take time. And find out, you know, like, for example, Blossom. Blossom is about a friend of mine that died from a drug overdose. And, I, you know, in my own realization that, hey, you know, like, I've, I've been living my life completely recklessly up until this point and, and been lucky enough to, like, have kind of, like, dodged a lot of bullets. But what does that really amount to, you know, like, in my growth? And, like, what have I, what have I become on the other side of that, you know? Um, and can I say that it's a positive thing? So, so I think a lot of Brave New World and a lot of Blossom, especially like the whole album, was just about like that desire to like, well, can we, am I still making something with music or am I just like going through the motions and really having a desire to like, yes, I wanna create something that's worthwhile. And yes, like there's a reason that I got into this and there's a reason that I pushed so hard at like such a, a difficult task, you know? And I think Blossom was all about that. It was just like, I just want at least once to say like this is what it feels like to scratch and need and want and like just really desperately have to put something out you know yeah Mm
4: -hmm.
3: i know for
5: me too it was like instrumental from the instrumental side of things it was like my mindset was like initially i was like well how do i fit into what i know brave new world as right and then like realizing that was never going to work like I was never going to be their old guitar players I was never going to pull off what they were doing um and just trying to be like all right well so what does Brave New World sound like through like the lens of me and at the time the other guitarist you know what I mean (laughs) and that was an interesting thing to look at because i I was friends with y'all. We played in separate bands. Yeah. I mean, we've <laughs> all known each
1: other for the longest time. And literally, the only people, like I said, who've really been playing together in this band for the longest is just me and Spidey. Because um, hmm. we were in that metal band beforehand. But like this, we're all best friends who, who kind of just came together to form this, like this, I, I wouldn't say super group, but no, it's not, not, not no, a super, yeah. super but, like, group. Super group in like <laughs> the terms of our friendship because yeah. like I didn't feel like I didn't it's weird to be in a band of people you don't connect with fully yeah,
4: yeah. and no, it's,
1: it's never really felt like it's clicked with the other other iterations of bands like I've been in um, nothing against anybody who I've been in the band with um, but like this is this kind of feels like a family it feels whole finally yeah like, it a, it,
3: it's like they're 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 working relationships that you have and they're like bands and, and musical projects that you do with friends because they're fun and then mm-hmm. there's like the rare combination of both where you can say like, hey, we're we're friends who are going to do a business together and there's going to be times where that's going to suck really bad, but we're still going to have to like care about each other and keep going through that. And and mm-hmm. normally the, you reach a breaking point with most bands, like you'll come to a certain point, like whether it's a tour or an album yeah. where you're just like <laughs> grinding at a problem and it's not working and you're like, you know what, fuck this, I don't want to do it. Yeah, and, sometimes no. it takes this one show too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, like, the, the great thing about this band is, like, we've gotten to that point several times, and, like, several times we've all just gone, like, no, we don't really want to do it. So let's figure out a way that we can do it and still, like, not hate each other at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And, and we continually, like, surmount the obstacles that we find ourselves in front of just because, like, it's nice to have people that have your back that also have the same interests.
2: Uh
4: huh. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Wow. So you guys are the the super group that you were talking about. You hesitated, but you are.
5: I just our best. We are we're just we're at we it. It's I mean, like these like we're all people that like I think we all trust each other a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's just
1: something that like we all respect each other a lot,
2: which yeah. is really hard
1: to find in the music scene because there's so many different like egos bouncing around uh-huh. and everybody mm-hmm. wants to be in the spotlight, but it's 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 different in this band. We all kind of just we understand the end goal. I feel like it's kind of like a
2: kung yeah. fu. it's
1: kind of like
3: a kung fu film. It's yeah. like I think we resolve our problems <laughs> like like wushu films. Like like <laughs> it's almost like honor challenges. Like we'll get to a point where it's just like, all right, bro. So I have this issue, and I you know like I don't really agree with you whatsoever. And it's like, well, if you disagree, then I feel that you should do this. And like you kind of honestly, at a certain point you'll clash against this person until you realize like, I really respect their ethic. I respect their worth that work ethic. I respect why they are the way they are, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and there were so many times that like, I would get frustrated with them as musicians, you know, and like not being able through my own limitations to be able to convey what I wanted to do in a project or like what I wanted to accomplish. And, and I would just get so mad. And then finally it went from like, Hey, these are like musicians that are trying to do something to like, Hey, these are really accomplished people. That have done a lot of things musically in their own right since we started, and and like any time that that they have a suggestion now, you know, or like they have input, you know, like like there's so much weight behind that when you really come to realize and respect what your bandmates can bring to the table. So like, yeah, I, I love that about Breaking World because it's hard to find.
2: Definitely, that's very wholesome. Again,
3: I've <laughs> <laughs>
5: super long-winded answers, by the way. We just like, oh no, it's
2: okay. They're good, so. <laughs> doesn't matter. It's good. I Thank you can always get
0: behind a long answer that's also good. You weren't just rambling and saying the exactly. same exactly. thing over again.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
5: We just, I, we just, I, mean, I know you guys got questions. We just,
2: like,
0: you know. We... You're good. We, we still got time.
2: Exactly. It's all good. It's all good. Um, so while going through the EP, what band artist influences do you think you can hear the most, if any?
5: Oh.
1: Um, uh, honestly, yeah, that's I would hard. say the one that I always get which surprised me is the used. Mm. So many Ooh. people point out that we sound like the used, and I did not get that. In
0: I didn't even see it.
2: Yeah, I, that, I'm i trying to hear it.
3: What's that dude from that used to be in the man Men, the singer? Uh, Day Yeah, no, we, we get that we get a, lot a lot too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. I don't really see it, but we get
5: that a lot. <laughs> I, I don't really know. Okay. There, I know for me, writing wise. I started looking at the way like Bring Me the Horizon was structuring mm. their songs at the time. Yeah. Like, that I think a lot of this stuff was being written right before or around the time that Amo had dropped, mm. like just before that. And so I was like looking at the way they were structuring a lot of their
1: writing. I was like, you know. We kind of take a different approach to it, though, because like I, I listen to a lot of pop. Mm-hmm. Um, that's mainly what I listen to. I come from a metal background, but all I listen to is top 40s pop now. And all of our structures for our songs are mainly pop structures. Yeah, Mm. but we make a rock song out of them. So if you listen to our songs, a lot of them are the same structure, but they have these small little details that are different because we all kind of take
3: different influences from different places. I had a, I grew up on a lot of uh, like late '80s, uh, like hair metal, um, like '70s funk influences from my mom. And then tons and tons of like alternative and grunge and and hip hop from the 90s from like my older cousins and just like people, older people that were around me that I wanted to emulate and I thought were cool. Um, So like, I I think Nirvana a lot really, really hit me like as corny as it sounds because I'm kind of like an an overplayed band to to talk about now. But like, when I was a kid, um, the first time that I heard Nevermind, my cousin had Nevermind me. You let me borrow the record and the first time that I heard that and listened to it all the way through, I, it was fascinating to think about using simple, like, cause, cause those songs are, are super simple. They're like, they're like Beatles structures. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like if, if there were a song, if there were like a, a paint by numbers songbook, like a lot of the structure in those songs are literally just like first chorus, first chorus, but there's yeah. so much emotion and tone behind the lyrics and, and the way that they feel because of how they're presented and I and I like the idea that something doesn't have to be extremely over complex to be meaningful and to have weight so I, I wanted to approach that a lot I think with creative world songs like yeah a lot of our a lot of our song structures are super simple but we just want to approach the vocals as intricately and and, and, and as you know like uh, I'd say like creatively as possible like like we'll continually look at like a simple structure and say like well we only have this much space and something simple to do in it but how much can we spend that and how much can we do it comfortably so that the whole doesn't feel like a jumbled mess so yeah. like it's it's a continual like i'd say that we try and create like it's almost like a storm in a teacup like you're trying to you're a very limited space to do a whole lot of crazy things so you try and like do all of it and make it fit into the formula as much as possible and there's some things that get left behind but usually we get a lot of, of yeah. experimentation there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of extra shit that gets cut
5: right up right as we're like finally tracking the song for the last time yeah and there's also a lot of stuff that gets added too that like i know sometimes when i'm just hammering something out I, i'm doing bar chords but then almost none of what you hear in the recording is a straight up bar chord you know what i mean yeah. so like it it ends up like just finding new ways to play things i think for me that's the biggest thing yeah. it, like that little extra like little note in there that wouldn't otherwise make no, you would never think about it,
4: mm-hmm. like
5: makes the chorus vibe a whole lot more, you know, just yeah. a whole lot som- more somber of a tone or something, you know.
1: We completely didn't answer their question.
5: They
4: asked, yeah, I was thinking, I was <laughs> no. like,
0: did you guys even answer it?
4: They did, they did. <laughs> okay, they okay, did. Did. I did like zone At out the there beginning. for a second.
0: I'm like, yeah, did they I'm answer gonna, it when I was I'm zoned out?
4: Kidding,
2: you guys like you, did answer it in the beginning and then you went off on how Nirvana is like Beatles <laughs> and then you went off on other things, but in you did answer it. I was
0: like so, I love me some good old bar chords, so I can get behind this. Yeah. You
4: definitely
2: there's
3: some glass jaw in there. Yeah, so I, I think just like a lot of a lot of bands like that influence me with, be the roundabout way of kind of like yeah, again. so Like I kind of actually, like... circle those wagons. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like like overall, yeah. Like we wanted to, we wanted to approach songwriting, and we were influenced by bands that approached like really, really complicated pieces with really simplistic
4: ideas, and made it too meshed enough so that people could relate to it. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Solid. Um. So we've already established that this is a very strong EP. Uh, how do you guys plan to follow up with it? Uh, what are you guys working on over there? A lot of,
5: what,
3: can we, what, can, what can we talk about? Okay, so I will. I'm, you can okay, talk yeah. about
0: everything. It's the,
4: it's everything. You can bad,
2: tell us everything.
3: I'm really bad about this. Like, yeah. like my, I always get like cut off. Okay. A, well, if
2: you want to know. And then I just go <laughs> so on. So you answer it. this question then. I want you to answer. <laughs> tell oh, us everything.
1: This isn't a lot of answer questions.
2: <laughs> oh, well, really,
1: what uh, Secret's Out, uh, we actually already went to the studio last year. Um, we have three new songs that we've been sitting on, and Ooh. we are in the process, we've been in the process of writing our new album since pretty much, I would say, the moment m- the other one stopped being recorded. Uh, really, I would say probably like early 2020 is when we started uh, writing okay. the new album. Um, we're still not done. We're probably, I think we're at like 13 songs that we've gone through, um, but oh. we're actually going back to the studio Uh, in a couple months to track the second half of the album and then we'll be returning a little later in the fall to finish it up um so we should be probably releasing a new single and a new music video if all things go as planned i'd Mm -hmm. say probably midsummer
2: midsummer okay Okay, looking forward to that. Uh, So this one should like super, super fast. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this EP for new listeners in three words. You all have to do it.
3: uh, A very, no, I was going to say very good time. That's That's so cheap.
2: You can't do that. Very good time.
0: That was also cheap, so let it slide.
4: (laughs) Horrible. Cheap. I would
3: say... That's off the top of your head. Don't
2: think about it. I would say driving emotional and fast. Ooh, I like that one.
3: Yeah, I would I would probably say emotional.
1: Um in depth is one word that I'm gonna use. It's just one word in depth. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's it's
4: whatever. Um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and,
1: and kind of honestly unexpected. You have to dig in a little bit in my opinion. Um if you like it. At the surface it's a rock album, but if you really dig into the lyrical content, it's a lot more than you think it is.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um,
1: on the spot, bro. Grungy emo rock. Yeah, grungy emo Ooh.
2: rock. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. That's good. That's, that's cool. like the best That's of the my best heart, actually. That's <laughs> like- That for future interviews. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Write that down.
0: When they go, so can you describe your genre? (laughs) Grungy emo rock. Grungy emo rock. Or genre. Um, So, in the same vein as the last question, uh, is there a certain feeling you want your listeners to have while going through the EP? That's kind
3: of a complicated question, I think, because when you really get down to it, I think I've I've always been fascinated by what other people thought about songs. You know, like it's less so like like when people ask me what my lyrics are about, I'm more interested in like what they thought. They were. Like what yeah. did you think about it? You know, like what did it make you feel? So I I would be less interested in I'd say like an, an overarching desire feeling is more so like I'd just be interested to hear how it impacted people. You know, mm-hmm. like like what are your thoughts on it? You know, like less so. Less so like, I want you to feel a certain way because I mean, like if, if you do feel that you can relate to them, like fantastic, that's fabulous and I love that. But at the same time, like if, if you know, I, I would love to just sit down and talk about like, you know, like other people's thoughts and, and reflections. On interpretation. Yeah, I, like interpretation is fascinating. Yeah. I actually, I have a different, feel, a
1: different pers- uh, persona on that. But personally, I want people to feel kind of connected. Um, I grew up in this music scene that almost seemed untouchable you see these bands that tour around and it just seems like you would never be able to get to that level. Like
4: they're our age,
1: you know, but it just seems like they are just these gods among, gods among men. And mm-hmm. that's the last thing I wanted for Brave New World. I wanted for people to feel like they can DM us on Instagram or reach out to us on Facebook and we're going to message them back. We're probably going to yeah. add them and we're probably going to talk to them personally as well. Yeah. So like, I want people to feel like even in the lyrical content or the musical content that they can relate to something there and find a way to connect with us.
0: Okay, I like that.
2: Again, very wholesome. I like that. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Bring your fine, wholesome boys. We're also trying to stay succinct too because I know
5: we could all just fucking ramble. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Grungy emo rock
2: wholesome boys. Wholesome. Boys. Yeah. Grungy emo rock. Those all work together, definitely. Sure. a t That's, That's the best <laughs> hey, t so I
4: gotta
2: go. Also, emo rock. Oh my god um so where do you guys see the band in the next five years
3: oh man um i would seeing that's that's so hard because it's hard to predict it's i mean especially like after coming out of the pandemic where we had like mm-hmm. our whole last year planned and then we were like well scrap that
4: yeah Aww.
3: But like i, I won't know because I, honestly covid was was really good for us in in like a a weird way like even though we were all like affected by it
0: in like like, a fucked up way kind of
3: yeah like like in a way like like we definitely i'd say grew from it and like learned a lot it was a learning
1: you can say that again Mm -hmm. it's it's opened our eyes to different ways of um, communication communication, to say Mm -hmm. the least yeah Uh, but really for the band for the next five years we're just gonna kind of push as hard as we can to get as far as we can um we're we're all in this 100 this isn't just a a hobby for us um, we're trying to make a career out of this as much as we can so we're going to you know get the connections we need and try to meet the people we need to and meet as many fans
3: as we can that's really our main goal i'd say um, like keep it going as long as there's something that needs to be said as long as people care, we'll be here because
1: like really the the main thing that's driven us this entire time is the fan support Dude, uh, yeah. like because this this year has been extremely difficult like we're almost uh, coming up I think what's the day, the 16th. So a little less than a week will be a year since we played our last show. Oh, um, ouch. That's the driving force of Brave New World is our live performance. Like, yeah, that's our number one yeah. thing that we look forward to. And like yeah, having that literally stripped out from under us is kind of put a fire under dude, us. We though. spent
5: so much time um, trying to get the live show to be like like everything <laughs> as like as like intimate an experience as you could possibly have with us.
4: Mm-hmm. And then, like,
5: <laughs> it's, just it's when so we thought we got it dialed in, we, just when we were like, yeah, we got everything dialed in, we're, we're like ready to go. No and more like,
4: shows. And then it's
1: like, <laughs> <one> show. <laughs> we had a light and everything, we had one show.
3: that yeah, we were we able to get it. did able get to, to try that thing out
4: once. Yeah,
3: right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like having like the DeLorean from Back to the Future in the garage. You're like, that thing's so badass. You got no plutonium. <laughs> <laughs> Can't make it rough, but it's pretty sweet.
1: So hopefully
5: a lot of uh, touring and a lot of new faces. Mm-hmm. You didn't answer the
1: question. We I did. You did.
0: You guys actually answered this one on like the band influence
1: question. <laughs> They're never going to have us back. <laughs> like, you know, guys. No. <laughs> it was Ramble. It was so okay.
5: They energy. were so
3: wholesome. Oh my
1: God. <laughs> oh, my God. What was he even talking about?
0: They were really wholesome, but I kind of got lost
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> Like, man, I loved it, but I have no idea what they just said.
2: I, I have
5: no, no idea sense. what
2: happened. Can you
4: guys all
5: maybe yeah. take some Ritalin or something?
3: <laughs> <laughs> you sound so nice, but I have no idea what you're I need about. some focus out of
2: y'all.
3: <laughs> no, right. Seriously, thank you so much for having us. It's been a blast
2: of course we're not done yet we're not done yet we got (laughs) three more questions left no you're not finished
3: you can't leave no exactly we're
0: We're just getting started we got the hardest ones up exactly Um, so for the last couple questions we're actually going to shift away from music and go straight to death row boom uh so if you're on death row what would your last meal be with a drink
2: boom again oh my god oh
5: that's fucking easy I want if I'm going to if I'm about to fucking die I bro can. I can't
4: yeah. No.
5: No, I want my mom's spaghetti. I want my mom's Ooh, fucking spaghetti. spaghetti. And and I want a fucking green tea. <laughs>
4: okay.
2: so, it is it wait, wait, is it a sweet green tea like Arizona or is yeah, it like yeah. a yeah, hot green tea? It
5: it'll yeah. either be a sweet green tea or like a freshly brewed hot green tea. Okay, Either if one. we're talking sweet
2: green tea, is it, like, Arizona, like, peach, uh, lemon?
4: Regular, what regular, are we talking, like... Tea,
2: yeah. Just regular, okay. This
1: man could survive on strictly Arizona like, green like, tea. Yeah. yeah. Giant, <laughs> cans. I should bring
5: jugs now, man.
1: Uh, <laughs> it's like <yeah>. <laughs> if I was on death row, I don't know. I'd want probably, like... I- I'm vegan, so I'd want, like, a big, like... Big-ass vegan steak. Um, <laughs> and, like... Uh, <laughs> <beef batter. laughs> yeah, beef, beef, beef See, this is why I don't answer these questions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, some some weird vegan shit, let's just leave it at that. No. <laughs> okay.
0: Don't, what, what would you, know? drink,
4: what what would you drink?
2: drink with you? Exactly, your, what are you I drinking? Would want some
0: weird vegan shit.
2: That's what yeah. I that's what I grew up with. And a sweet tea Nana's inspired. Sweet <laughs>
0: tea. Mm-hmm.
5: Okay.
2: So it's two sweet right. teas.
0: You guys a sweet tea kind my of band?
5: Now. That's true. No, I green tea, not sweet tea.
0: Okay.
2: Wait. So you don't have any sugar in that green tea? I don't like.
5: I don't like sweet tea. I think yeah. sweet tea is fucking. Oh no,
3: there's sweet. sugar in
5: it. It's there's there. tons of sugar yeah. in it, but it's not. It's
3: not like. It's like that
1: face of distress. It's
3: not like <laughs> sugar and sweet tea. She's That's like, so you're okay. telling me a lot of things that I don't fucking like right now. Listen, <laughs> get I don't out. To to let you say, <laughs> On my podcast, you sweet tea hating. Go in the other,
0: <laughs> go in the other room for the rest of the
3: interview. <laughs> like, that, was, that was what got us kicked from future interviews. Yeah, she exactly, like, wholesome, she but said exactly. We're done. done. We're done. Son of a bitch. Okay. Um, I liked uh, I don't, I don't know, Chinese food, yep. like any Ooh, Chinese okay. takeout. Like I would probably like give me the nearest phone. For, like, the, the local, like, it, and if it looks like it should probably fail a health inspection, the better. Okay. Wow. I love that. I love going into a restaurant and having the people around me go, like, I don't know, bro. I'm like, yes, this is where the good food
0: is. So you like living life on the edge.
3: Like, rusty, mm-hmm. stagnant pools of water. There's good food in like like there Dude, is every I like, Every time we're on tour, like he's like, We market. should stop yeah. there. I'm
0: like, like, We should not. I can't, no, I should no. He's like, right. I want to
3: go in there. I want to experience it. To be fair, I want to experience that on all corners.
0: So,
2: yeah,
0: I don't know if you want to get food poisoning on tour. I was though. just about to ask, like, how many
2: times have you guys gotten food poisoning because of the bad choices? Like never...
3: not... hey, first off. Don't you? Don't ever don't talk you about dare, that way. Don't you dare <laughs> in front of me and these fine people <laughs> talk about the chicken tender bender.
2: But she, oh, No, no,
3: no. That was like uh, all right. So across across the street from the studio, there are these chicken tenders, and they're the best chicken tenders
2: Are they actually the best? No, no, no.
3: Because I mean, That's like. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it wouldn't be my last meal. <laughs>
4: For
3: me, I'm, that, I'm going back to, like, Southern. I'm thinking maybe, like, fried green tomatoes and, like, Ooh, some solid sauce. sauce. Mm-hmm. And to drink, I'd do chocolate milk. Chocolate milk? Those
4: two would go horribly well, together. You, you <laughs> have water, you together. Well, you have
3: the water to drink with it, and then after... You got chocolate milk, milk, milk for milk.
4: the yeah. way out. <laughs> I, I can just
5: imagine you in an electric chair, right? and you're the just the drinking chocolate milk.
3: <laughs> I'm going to do the gallon. What do you want for your last meal? Fried green tomatoes and... Uh, it's it's chocolate milk. milk. They'll be so like, you're actually a, a psychopath. psychopath. You're getting <laughs> killed now. Would it wouldn't be Waffle House chocolate milk. <laughs> 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 okay. I don't know Waffle there's a difference. They just come out of the little carton. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the best. <laughs> nothing, nothing fancy about it.
2: Something in that cardboard really <laughs> get cardboard. It really gets
0: me going. <laughs>
2: oh my god. 2% with Ovaltine. <laughs> Yum. It's delicious, man. Oh my god. Um, So, if you guys could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live?
3: Oh, fuck. I would say Westeros, just to see if I could.
2: <laughs> Bro! That's good. Wait. Oh. I Is that Game of Thrones?
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay, good. Cool, cool. Just to see if I can make it. Honestly, I want
5: to to see if Spivey makes
2: it. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. You know you would make it. Uh, No. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) (laughs) I am 100% dead in that world.
5: (laughs) Definitely not. I want to see if Spivey can
3: make it. You won't even live
0: the whole week to see if he'll make it.
3: Yeah. yeah. Just kind of a whoever. It'll be a full seven days before we figure
2: out what happens. <laughs> oh, my God. I think
1: I'd probably go with Futurama.
4: <gasps> oh, okay.
1: Be a lot of fun, i I've yeah. always, like, growing up, that's it's, one of my yeah. favorite shows, and I was just like, yeah, I can do that. I can kick with robots and shit all day.
5: They almost completely die a lot, though. Oh, yeah, that's fine. It's I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be nerd. any
1: part of that. I would just be kicking it somewhere.
2: Okay, uh, that's fair. God, that's
3: so tough. I'm a huge nerd. Like, like, Huge. like, Huge. Huge. Nerd. Like, so I have so many fantasy, uh, fantasy things that are coming to mind. Probably. Tell me your deepest fantasy. Character. I don't, I don't know. Like any, any D and D campaign that I've been in that has been fun. Like I would love to, I'd love to like. Just in the world of D and Yeah, best. for yeah. sure. There's, there's a, a lot there. There's, there's a lot. Yeah. So yeah. like D and D 5e, like throw me in the player's handbook and I'd be okay. Actually, can I just retract my statement? I want to be Spider-Man.
4: Yeah. okay <laughs> all right sure sure all right um <laughs> so Final answer. Final
0: answer. Final i have answer, the honor of asking the last question and oh, every single person we've spoken to have said it's the most important question what's your favorite color
5: oh shit that is Jesus Christ. jade green
2: Ooh, taste. Something. That's
5: I uh, fucking love jade. That's the coolest fucking color on the face of the planet. You just got him really excited. I, I talk about this color all the goddamn time. When he was like, what's your favorite color, Nick? I was like, jade green, like a very specific shade. Just, yeah, just, this is yeah. going to be the longest answer of the whole
3: thing. It really <laughs> is. <I swear laughs> you. You should not. We have only it. have one <laughs> answer so far.
2: <laughs> right, yeah.
3: Bright <laughs> lavender. <laughs> I like lavender. Okay.
2: Lavender. It's good.
3: I'd say green. I'm not going to go as specific as Nick, but green
1: okay solid.
5: i like orange one of those weird guys all right I like mm-hmm. solid orange
1: is good as bright as you can get it
2: so like <laughs> okay. neon Big orange, orange.
1: like your eyeballs hurt
3: yeah like you're <laughs> like is that is that
4: glowing
2: like
3: sports uniform
4: <laughs> orange.
2: so okay. um like, I mean, like, a like, like 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 a traffic, cone. <laughs> yeah, traffic, traffic cone traffic cone orange
0: uh so i'm gonna end the interview before nick can start talking about uh Jade green and how cool it is. <laughs> um, so, uh, as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you guys would like to plug?
1: Uh, I do want to say one thing. Um, if you guys don't follow us, follow us on Instagram, follow us on TikTok, follow us on Facebook. Um, we do a live interview on our live on our IGTV every Tuesday. We actually just got wrapped up with our last interview. Uh, it's called Catching Up with. Um, come join us one week. We have a lot of fun. We have a different musical artist every single week. It's kind of like a podcast, but we do it live. Um, other than that, we have... And we're not professional at all. We are not. <laughs> we
0: aren't either. It's okay.
2: Yeah, it's okay.
1: I just, like, I listened to the band for, like, a week, and I'm like, I got this. Also, check out the
5: EP. That's, um, yes! that's the big thing. Definitely <laughs>
1: listen to our new EP. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to be posting a lot of new cool stuff soon, and you might hear a new song. So,
4: right. let's do okay. it.
0: All right. Uh, Well, thank you for sitting out with us, guys. It's been Brave New World, and we're the Good Noise Podcast.